have a fun episode for you today, and I want to tell you a little story about it. I wrote this episode the other night, snuggled up on the couch with my blanket after my wife had gone to bed, and I just wrote. I thought of this analogy that I'm going to share with you about surfing. The next day, I make plans to go visit a very dear favorite friend of mine from college who lives down near the beach in Narragansett. And we take a ride down to the beach to just sit and chat about life. Now, this was an unexpected visit. The night before, when I was writing the podcast, we did not have plans to meet. That came about the next morning. As we are sitting there talking about life, I look up and it suddenly clicks that we are parked directly in front of all of these surfers riding the waves, wiping out, getting back up on their surfboards. And it was just the coolest thing for me that life brought this to me through my friend after I had written the podcast. Since I hadn't recorded it yet, I could add in this little story to share with you. Life is just funny sometimes, isn't it? Let's talk about the fact that we are all human. We all encounter problems. The quality of our life just in general goes up and down a little bit. Now, I'm not talking about major, big, dramatic up and downs, although we definitely absolutely have those in our life at certain times. Sometimes we have big downs when something traumatic happens. We lose our job, we lose someone that we love or we are close to, someone gets ill, someone breaks off a relationship with us. We might have financial difficulty or a difficult relationship and we're fighting all of the time. And then, of course, we have the big highs as well. We might meet someone special and fall in love. Marriage, our family grows bigger. We get accepted to the school that we want or we land that great job or meet a big goal or have a big accomplishment in life. Those things happen. But even without those big highs and lows, we have the little ups and downs that happen each year, each month, each week. We might have a day off. We change the clocks forward or back. It's terrible weather. It's beautiful weather. We go on vacation. Like I'm actually going on vacation today. We get in trouble with our boss. We get a bonus or we get an unexpected bill. Those little ups and downs that we all have. Just the ebb and flow of life. Now, some of us are better at riding the waves of life than others. Let's make the barometer of this skill our stress level. Pretend that each of us has a little dial on the front of us that shows our skill level at handling the stress of life. It's showing us a number between one and 10, and that's the rating of how we handle both good stress and bad stress. Good stress being the circumstances that 
motivate us into action in life. The good things that happen that get us moving and doing and planning and living. The quote unquote bad stress, those are the things that happen in life that we would consider more negative in that they also cause us to take action, but maybe they aren't things that we would choose to happen. Those things might end up giving us positive results as the actions that we take make us stronger, smarter, more capable. But let's just call them negative right now because in general, in life, we are going to consider getting a speeding ticket negative, even when it causes us to be a more careful driver in the future, which could be a very positive outcome. So if you can see those little dials on your chest with the stress level ratings on the front of everyone, look around you at all of the people that you know. I want you to imagine on a scale of 1 to 10, what other people's score is. Someone who has a 10 on their dial, they can just really be out there surfing, riding the waves of life, and keep pretty good control of that surfboard. That person can anticipate when a wave is coming and how much they have to adjust the pressure of the feet where they put their arms, the rest of their body, and they never really seem to get thrown by what is coming. And if you look at their facial expressions while they're surfing, it pretty much remains calm and steady, and they just kind of take it all in stride. Now, someone with a one on their dial just can't keep their feet on the board. Every little wave and movement of the ocean just throws them right off and they struggle to get back up again and again. Maybe they're a beginner. Maybe they're just learning. You can see the signs of stress and the expression of stress all over their face. They are the visual example of someone who just does not enjoy the ride or the sport of surfing at all. They just want out of the water unless it is a perfectly flat surface where they can sit and relax on their board with not a wave in sight. So where are you in this ocean? What number is on your dial? Are you somewhere in the middle? Maybe you handle those waves pretty adequately for a while, for quite a while. You have some times when you are feeling that balance and feeling confident. And then maybe there are other times when you are getting tired and losing your balance a bit and you are less able to anticipate what is coming up because as you get tired, you are becoming more reactive. You might have some missteps. You have some falls. But you keep getting back up again and again and giving it another try. You might notice that when you haven't gotten adequate sleep or adequate fuel or when you have had a bad day, you are less able to feel that confidence and keep that expression steady, realizing 
that everyone out there on the ocean with all of the different numbers on their dials, but who are all riding the exact same waves, even if they are different sized waves at different moments and they're hitting each surfer at different times and at different paces, it's an analogy for this. All of us in life have these same waves. They might have different names and they might be different intensity of problems, but we all have problems. No one is immune to problems. They may hit us at different times. They may be different sizes and shapes, but we all have that ebb and flow of little things that happen and big things that happen. I know that some people seem to get hit with more bad luck than other people out there. That's how it seems. And we seem to attribute that to just being lucky or not being lucky. But the truth is, we all have stuff to face in our life, lessons to learn and people and circumstances to deal with. The difference in the dials is our skill level. Why are some people able to ride those waves more easily than other people? We may look at someone who is a very skilled surfer and make the mistake of thinking that that person doesn't have a lot of troubles. Their skill makes it look easy. They make it seem like handling life and problems is easy. If you look at their face, they're good. They always seem good. And then there are others, the ones who always seem to struggle all of the time. Those in life are the people around us who are just never happy. Everything is terrible and everything is hard. Those people surely just feel unlucky in life. And you will hear them say things like, of course this would happen to me. Just my luck. Nothing ever good comes my way. You know those people. When something good does come, it gets dismissed or there is some reason why it is maybe just not good enough to really actually be something good. So what's the difference? Why are some people skilled surfers and others just can't get the hang of it? I don't think that a lot of us grow up just really wanting to become good handlers problems. It isn't really a sport that people strive to be good at in a way that kids want to learn how to surf. But somehow they do get a taste of figuring out problems. They do get a taste of building some confidence when a circumstance happens in their life and they figure it out and take that confidence into the next problem. After a while, as that skill grows, they can start recognizing problems as they come earlier, anticipating if something is a big problem or a little problem so that they know how much they need to move and adjust to handle it. They learn how to maintain their calm demeanor 
as they ride those waves. They make it look easy because they learn how to handle it pretty easily. It's a no-brainer to decide which kind of surfer we might want to be. There are not many of us out there that would wish to struggle in comparison with having the skills to cope. So how can we get interested in having that kind of problem solving for our lives? What do those surfers have that we can learn from them and take away the lessons that this whole analogy can show us? Probably the biggest difference in those surfers and the strugglers is the expectations of the ocean. The surfers, the ones with those tens, have fully accepted and embraced that the ocean has waves. They don't even think about that part of it. The ocean has big waves, small waves, occasionally a wave that just comes out of nowhere and knocks you down. But there isn't a lot of thought or drama about that part of it. It's just how the ocean is. The struggler can't get out of his brain that the waves should stop. The water should be flat. It would be so much easier if it was calm and if he could just sit down and relax on the surfboard. The waves shouldn't be there, or at least they should be small enough and slow enough and predictable enough that they feel like they can expect what's coming and be able to handle it. The ocean should behave. Problems shouldn't exist, or they should be all simple, easy problems. When you are a struggler in life, you can waste so much of your energy on that kind of thinking. I shouldn't be having to deal with this problem, or this problem should be exactly this way. This shouldn't have happened to me. I shouldn't have gotten a speeding ticket. There shouldn't be illness or traumatic situations. Life shouldn't be like this. Someone who is thinking these things all of the time when life happens is wasting a huge amount of energy on this mindset, or at least they are subconsciously choosing to use their energy there. What all of that type of thinking does is to tire you out, and then it's more difficult to balance properly over all of those waves because you have used up a lot of your energy in wishful thinking and in arguing with reality. So the first lesson is to be able to accept what is. Accept it so much that it isn't even a thought. The second thing that those prize-winning surfers have is love of the sport. They see each wave as a challenge that is part of this fun game, this welcomed activity. They enjoy the ride of life. They look forward to each wave so that they can practice their skills and get better and better as they challenge themselves. So in life, not only do they accept the problems that come, but they wait for them and they're ready. They prepare and use each challenge in life as an opportunity to hone their problem-solving skills. So step two is really to enjoy the journey. 
The third lesson that I think that we should take away is that self-pride. There is a satisfaction in a job well done. Picture being one of those surfers and how they are feeling after a successful day, a good kind of tired. Satisfaction that they challenged themselves and they took all of the actions that they wanted to. Some learning when things didn't exactly go as planned. Maybe some new skills built as they adjusted to new situations. Learning how to pat yourself on the back and how to feel satisfied and accomplished is step three. Believe in yourself. Prove that you should believe in yourself with lots of little consistent baby steps. Finally, don't forget that even the best surfers wipe out sometimes. And they expect to. It's part of the sport. It's part of the game. It's part of life. No one can predict every little movement and wave of the ocean. Even the most practiced can anticipate that something is going to move one way and then it moves the other in the last second. As prepared and experienced as you can be, you can still be taken by surprise. But the experience of that is a whole lot different when you accept that falling is just a part of life. That one single little thought of this shouldn't have happened, or I should have seen this coming, or I should know better, it changes your whole experience. The surfer who thinks, yep, didn't see that one coming, life just surprised me again, and accepts that this is part of life, and that it is going to happen again, and even that it's supposed to happen that way, is just going to have an easier time. They will still wipe out. But even when surprised in the moment, they don't have that same level of suffering that comes from thinking that they shouldn't have been surprised. So lesson four is that Buddhist saying, pain is inevitable, suffering is optional. So that is it for this week. I want you to go forth and imagine yourself to be one of those surfers. You are riding the waves of life and that skill level that is on your dial that you are wearing is something that you can change. You can build your skills. You might not be able to control what waves come at you in life, but you can control how you handle them what your attitude is, what your perspective is. Take control of what you can control and picture yourself that confident surfer with a 10 on your dial. You've got this. Have a wonderful week, my friends. I'm heading to Iceland for a little birthday trip and I will talk to you all when I get back. Bye-bye.